You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked On Indians. I am your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. Um, if you've been paying attention over on 24-7 Sports, I have I've started some draft profiles. Um, you know, I had the Cape Cod stats article um, from a few days ago. And the Spencer Torkelson draft profile, you know, these are quick hits, about five to 600 words on players, went up today. And we'll have uh, Emerson Hancock on Monday, and then hopefully Austin Martin after that. As I've been going through it, those are kind of my top tier guys. Uh, Fun side note, I mean, all of these guys were drafted coming out of high school. Um, late round picks that we knew wouldn't sign. Austin Martin was actually a 37th round pick of the Indians back in 2017. They were not, of course, able to sign him. And he is now, um, I mean, he's shaping up to be, he could go anywhere from one to three. Um, well, he can't go to the Tigers because the Tigers, for some odd reason, do not draft shortstops ever. Um, I, I was try, I've looked through the, it's like they've drafted... I think three in the history of their franchise in the first round. Very odd. Um, you know, they would likely take Hancock and um, someone like Martin, just the up the middle value would make a lot of sense to Paul Tamore, though they, I mean, if you believe the talk that they were intrigued by Andrew Vaughn, then uh, who knows, maybe they would be intrigued by Torkelson. But yeah, just kind of a fun little fact as I work on those profiles. Now, if you go back and to some of the podcasts that I had done um, recently, that was very oddly worded, but hey, you get the point. If we go back and we look at those, um, you know, I talked about what the Indians needed to do on this um, wrote on this current set of games. I said they had to win five of six. Well, they did. Um, I was talking all week. They have to sweep the Tigers. When the Tigers are that bad, you have to sweep that team, and that's what they did. Problem is, the Twins won five of their last six as well. So the Indians have gained zero ground there. Um, everybody won today, as a matter of fact. So the Indians currently are sitting with a one and a half game lead on the Athletics and a two and a half game lead on Tampa. Which, you know, yes. It could turn if the Indians get swept this weekend. But if the Indians can sweep Tampa, I mean, it's going to be tough, and we'll profile that series later on in the show. But if the Indians can sweep Tampa, I mean, that doesn't eliminate Tampa, but that puts Tampa on the ropes. Um, so that's certainly something to watch. This series is huge. The Indians need to win two out of three against Tampa. It's just what they need to, especially when you look at the fact that they're not facing, you know, Blake Snell in these three games. And you don't want to face Blake Snell in a one-game playoff. So in the win today, uh, just like yesterday, we had two stars in this one. Francisco Lindor had home run number 25. He had both RBIs in the game. You know, the the Indians struggled against Norris. He pitched quite well. Yu Chen Chang, uh, with two base hits, is the only other guy who... um, Well, I mean, Lindor only had the one hit. But uh, Chang was your hit leader with two. You go through the lineup. Uh, Fran Mo Reyes with two walks. Maybe not what you expect. A walk for uh, Puig. And the bottom of the lineup kind of meh. But this is why you want Chang in there. He's So far since he's called up, he's really raking against the uh, left-handed pitching. And the Indians got to, to Norris 
very small, <laughs> barely got to him, but it was enough because Clevenger went eight innings, four hits, zero walks, 10 Ks, one of his best starts of the year. Brad Hand comes in, gets a easy ninth, strikes out one, no base runner allowed, and the Indians sweep the series. It's nice. That's two games in a row for Hand. You want him to be building up some confidence in himself. Um, you know, I'm not saying there was necessarily lack of confidence, but if there was any self-doubt, very nice to see. But again, this was the the expect or what should have been the expected result for the Indians in this series. Um, I almost hate to see Clevenger pitching here, just because how important this upcoming stretch is. Uh, so we go into Tampa and tomorrow is Bieber versus Pruitt. They did announce that, uh, Pruitt is more of an opener. I talked about him last night, not their best choice. Um, he hasn't been particularly great. Let's just be honest. Let's just leave it at that. Um, Pruitt has not been much of anything this year. He hasn't been used a ton. He's been part of, you know, their interesting little, system of openers and um, just shuffling pitchers up and down and he has not been one of their most successful guys Um, they have struggled in general with their pitching this year Um, their bullpen has been a massive weakness throughout the season and you know, they weren't really able to do much. The, their big addition this year was Jesus Aguilar, who they got the deadline by trading away pitching. Um, we'll see how it works out. So far, Jimon Choi, who they got last year from the Brewers, and another deal. I can't remember. Uh, who they sent they sent someone who ended up playing for Cleveland. Was it like Brad Miller, maybe? I think that's, that's the deal. Worked out really well for Tampa. Yeah, Brad Miller and Cash, and... Choi has been quite good this year. You may not know the name, but uh, he gets on base and he's, you know, he's on, maybe he'll get to 20 home runs. It's not like he's a great first base bat, but he's a solid contributor who they got for basically nothing um, because Milwaukee had too many first basemen and (laughs) they made another trade in Aguilar. Um, Tampa's just such a smartly built team. Um, Avisalv, Avisel Garcia, I wanted the Indians to go after him. He's really cooled off a bit. Tommy Pham was one of those great heist deals the last few years. Um, Tampa's made a few of those great heist deals. Uh, the Chris Archer one stands out recently. Uh, Brandon Lowe, who was probably the favorite for the AL Rookie of the Year, has been out for a long time. Yandy Diaz is back on the disabled list, if you haven't been paying attention. He's only played in 78 games this year. He's been unable to stay healthy. Really productive when he's healthy, but um, just hasn't been healthy. Joey Wendell has really struggled for them after his great year a year ago. Matt Duffy hasn't worked out. You know, They went out and traded for Eric Sogard and He's been successful, and Jesus Aguilar has been solid. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just injury bug has hit them hard, and it has set them up in a situation where they've tried a lot of guys out, and they're not at full strength right now. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Nate Lowe isn't getting more run just because you could put him at DH um, or first base, and the power is there, and... But then, I mean, I guess the problem is who do you bench in that outfield? It's it's kind of a nice problem to have in a way. But 
yeah, they're struggling on the infield right now. The the infield depth is lacking. Their disabled list is Jose Alvardo, who is their closer, Yandy Diaz, who is a starting third baseman, Tyler Glasnow, who is one of their starters, Kevin Kiemeyer, um didn't he's missed three games in a row with a rib injury. Brandon Lowe is on the sixty day DL right now with a shin injury, and Blake Snell is on the ten day DL after having arthroscopic surgery to remove loose bodies in his elbow and he will not pitch into the middle of September. So they are beat up. And that is why this is an important series for the Indians to take advantage of. I mean, even Yanni Chirios, who has uh, the 17th most games, or 17 most, he is fourth on the team and game started. Um, he's on the, the injured list. The guy who's second on the team and game started, Ryan Stanek, they traded at the deadline. Uh, it's... It's an interest that I appreciate their outside the box thinking. Like Adam Kalarik had been a steady part of their, or no, they added Kalarik. That's it from the Dodgers. I want to say, or did was Kalarik might have been in the Stanek deal on top of my head. I thought they traded Stanek. No, they got Nico Husler. Maybe there was a rumored Stanek Stanek deal. So just I. It's the end of the week. It's the second week of teaching. Uh, my brain could be just turning to mush in, uh, right now on the radio. But it just gets down to the fact that this is a team that, <coughs> excuse me, their pitching is kind of a disaster right now. If everyone's healthy, it's not. Yeah, they didn't trade Stanek. I don't know why in my, or no, they did. Yeah, he got traded to Miami. See, I was right. They did trade Stanek. I'm not insane. Uh, for Nick Anderson and Trevor Richards, a pair of... Uh, and Jesus Sanchez, who was a really interesting prospect. I, I was kind of surprised by that move on the whole. But when you look at... Uh, you know, Charlie Morton's been utterly fantastic. He's going to be the Sunday matchup. That's the game they are most likely to lose. Uh, we go down and we talk about Andrew Pruitt. His ERA plus is an 81. He's been several deviations below standard. He's not been good. Uh, tomorrow's game is the most winnable matchup when you have him against Bieber. And then the rumored Saturday matchup would be uh, Jalen Beeks, who's been a league average lefty for them. And the Indians are sitting there um, trying to go through my tabs. Zach Plesak, who's been up and down. So it's it's kind of a toss-up game. Uh, the Indians should be favored in game one, the Rays in game three, and the middle game is a complete, total, and utter toss-up. But, yeah, it's just interesting because you look at this Tampa team and on um, baseball reference, which is what I've pulled up, and it's, you know, uh, top four starters, Charlie Morton, Chirios, who's injured, Snell, who's injured, Stanek, who's traded. Look at the relievers. Emilio Pagan has stepped in as a closer, Diego Castillo has worked out. Chaz Rowe has worked out. Adam Kalarik, who's pitching well for them, they traded to the Dodgers. I was right on that. Colin Posh, okay. Ryan Yarbrough has actually been a pretty solid uh, player for them. Jalen Beeks has been, like I said, closer to league average. Oliver Drake has been good. Andrew Kitteridge has been okay. And then you just kind of hit a lot of, eh. A lot of guys who haven't had a lot of run up in there. Uh, Jose Valerdo was uh, Valerdo Al Valerdo was their closer, but he wasn't even league average. So it, it, the pen needed some help. Pagan has been able to hold down that position. Um, 
the Indians have to hope they can get into that pen early in that series because that's going to be how you beat the Rays. Something you can't beat is the deal over there with our good friends, BlueChew.com. Their deal is you go to BlueChew.com, use that promo code MLB, and you get a free trial. You're going to have to pay the 5 bucks in shipping because they can't take a loss, but this is a great opportunity. If you've ever been curious, if you maybe just want to try out and see what it's like to get a little bit of help, this is a pill that you just pop it in, you chew. Since you chew it, it gets your bloodstream quicker, allows you to do what you want to do quicker. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. BlueChew.com. Promo code MLB. Give it a whirl. Give it a try. They've been our awesome sponsor for uh, months and months now. And we are back. So now that we've did kind of a long preview on the Tampa series, um, we talked about what had happened for the Indians versus the Tigers. We talked about some other you know fun stuff. I, I quickly wanted to dive back into that 2017 draft just because... <laughs> You know, it, it was a mixed bag. Uh, you know, we mentioned Austin Martin in the 37th round and how he's one of those guys who got away. Man, Cole Turney, there's a name I hadn't thought about in a while. Now i got to look him up, uh, looking at the list. Another guy from that draft, by the way, Asa Lacey, who the Indians took in the 31st round out of um, Tivy High School, which was, I wondered at the time, I was like, oh, he's uh, it's the same place that... Uh, Johnny Manziel went to, but don't hold it against him. Uh, he could be a potential top 10 pick. So the Indians um, took some interesting prospect, but did not uh, did not sign them. I mean, and, and that's nothing against them. They were just unable to. So Cole Turney was one of those guys who was like pretty highly ranked for me when he went into this class. Um, Bryce Bonin and Cole Turney were like two of the big recruits that Arkansas got. And it, they both ended up leaving. I'm trying to figure out when this was. If this is the same point where um, they lost uh, Jackson Rutledge, who became the first-round pick this year, he, he ended up going to a junior college. And Bonin, who was uh, this reliever and shortstop, but mostly a pitcher, um ended up I'm trying to figure out where he went up uh, let, I'm going to actually pause this because this is uh, kind of an interesting story to follow and I'm back and I can't believe that Bryce I forgot that Bryce Bond and ended up transferring over to Texas Texas that's a very good team and he was a starter for them um, for most of the year so it's it, you know it's worked out for Bonin who'll get drafted but Cole Turney is one of those guys I feel bad for just because he's ending up at uh, Sun Jack athletics or San I mean San Jacinto College is a good juco but uh it's kind of that story about just be aware and know you don't want to overplay your hand and uh when the money is offered take it and run so this draft in general like I said it's an interesting one just from the perspective of we've seen several late picks where the Indians did scout well but they knew they couldn't sign them the first pick they had was Quentin Holmes, who went in the second round, uh, 64th overall, and that's he's he's a non-prospect for me at this point with uh, the performance. Um, I thought it was an okay pick at the time, but was not my favorite. There are a lot of guys on the board I liked more, but, I mean, he did fit their mo- model at the time to a T. They took Tyler Freeman in comp round B. I disliked the pick, and I'm 
a moron. Uh, he's been excellent. Uh, Jonathan Rodriguez in the third round, one of the youngest players in the class, still a work in progress. Um, I'm not going to give up on someone that young yet. Ernie Clement, already in double A, future utility guy. Austin Wade hasn't really worked out. Mike Rivera hasn't really worked out. Kirk McCarthy, um, still chance for left-handed reliever. But here's where, where we get a little more interesting. So when we get down to it, yes, they blew their their first pick, which is a second rounder. They didn't have a first rounder for signing Edwin Encarnacion. But, and then a lot of these early picks, it's like outside of Freeman, it's backups and, and swings and misses. Um, eighth round, Eli Morgan Gonzaga, top 10 prospect likely for the Indians. Ninth round, James Karinchak. We've talked about him, highest ceiling of any um, reliever in the Indian system. Tenth round, Jace, Jesse Berardi, St. John's. He was starting to kind of reestablish himself before he got hurt. Eleventh round, Matthew Turner. We talked about the lefty who pitched while well Mahoning Valley and has been moving up uh, the system. Oscar Serretos in the fourteenth round. I felt I feel like they were unable to sign him. Um, top of my head, he was a pretty name, uh, pretty big name prospect. And he ended up at Georgia Tech and then was dismissed for the team. Uh, he was their starting third baseman and was dismissed for the team for violation of team rules, which is a pretty serious uh, deal. That typically does not happen to starters. So uh, I don't know. Maybe the Indians would reconsider him. Maybe they won't. Uh, I think they would reconsider Cole Turney. That's a name I would definitely watch just because they like those uh uh, players they can kind of put back together 15th round kyle nelson left-handed pitcher uc santa barbara best left-handed pitcher in the indians upper minors there's a lot of guys uh pedro alfonseca is kind of fun in the 17th round because they redrafted him a year later uh jonathan teeny is a 20th rounder right-hander from san diego who's kind of an interesting pitcher for the indians tommy de Hunas, the right-handed pitcher from nc state who i believe they traded right wasn't he used to acquire something at some point am i wrong yeah he, he's in the houston astros system now so i can't think what trade the indians and astros would have made um i know some whenever i do this oh that was the james hoyt deal a year ago okay but you know trey gant ohio state a name you would know uh brown before that uh, Michael Hendricks, left-handed pitcher, Michigan. So they went Michigan and Ohio State in back-to-back rounds. Casey Opitz uh, was an Arkansas recruit, just like Cole Turney, and um, interesting catcher for them. And we'll see what he does this year. He was, uh, you know, catchers always tend to take longer. Talked about Zach Draper's potential as a lefty. Uh, Mitch Reeves has been an organizational soldier. And then it's, you know, Cole Turney, who was a, top 50 prospect in that draft at one point. Spencer Strider was an interesting right-handed pitcher um, from Tennessee. Jose Argenio was uh, an interesting pitcher who they couldn't sign. Austin Martin's going to be a top five pick. Um, really interesting draft for the ones who they drafted and couldn't sign and then for their success really in those later rounds. I mean, Morgan, Karinchok, Nelson, that's that's a pretty good return on investment. Um, so, yeah, you know, writing that piece on Austin Martin kind of inspired me to, to go back. It's sometimes fun to look at these. I find it very fun because 
done a lot of work over the years on this because I find it fun on these old drafts and kind of seeing what the Indians have done and haven't done. And the 2017 draft, I definitely think in the rear view mirror, you're going to give an A plus grade to um, just because, you know, I mentioned those four, you throw in Turner, you throw in Freeman, there's a few more potential guys. And if you're getting mad about the guys they didn't sign, then you just don't understand the baseball draft. Um, you draft the Indians this year didn't do it but we've seen that where you draft guys because it is your one chance to talk with them to get to know them a bit before uh you lose that opportunity for a few years I want to thank everyone for listening we have another week in the books huge series against Tampa this weekend so you know keep your eyes peeled uh watch those games it's going to be fun it's a playoff weekend pretty much As always, thank you for listening and go Tribe!